Hey everybody, welcome to episode 63 of Founders Gyan and thanks for tuning in. Our guests this week are Krishnan Nair and Sneha Jain, the founders of geektrust.in and our topic for the day is hiring for startups and you can find the show notes over at foundersgyan.com slash ep63 where you can find links to all that we talk about on the show. Are you ready? Here we go. Sneha Jain and Krishnan Nair, welcome to the show. Uh, Super glad and super excited to be speaking with you guys today. So, Krishnan and Sneha are the founders of Geektrust.in. It's a company that helps uh, technical people understand where they, where they stand in the job market. Uh, it helps them explore various jobs without committing to actually searching for a job. Uh, so, maybe um, you guys could just introduce yourself and talk a little bit more about the company. Yeah. So. Uh I'm Krishnan. Uh, I used to work with a software services company called ThoughtWorks for about 10 years. Uh, I was in the US for about a couple of years before coming back to Bangalore. And at some point in my career, I realized that if I just want to explore what my job prospects are, it's super hard. It's not easy, right? right. You need to create your resume, you need to go send it out to folks. Mm-hmm. And that's where the seed of Geektrust started. There mm-hmm. should be a way for you to just understand what your job options are. Mm-hmm. So that's the seed of Geektrust. Help empower technologists, help them understand what their options are. And whenever you decide to change your job, it should be super easy to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea. So, hi, yeah, I'm Sneha and um, I've mostly been in Bangalore. And right after my engineering, um, I joined ThoughtWorks as a software developer. Um, post that, I played various roles at ThoughtWorks like business analysis and a bit of project management. Um, that's how I know Krishnan from the ThoughtWorks days. And um, after spending six years at ThoughtWorks, I was looking to see if I can do something different. And that's when um, I found it really hard to figure out which other company would be interested in hiring me without being fully into the job market. Um, or even even see what our companies are there out which are doing interesting work mm-hmm. and that's when I used to meet Krishnan and we realized that it cannot be so hard to find your next job mm-hmm. or it should not be so hard to figure out what are the interesting companies out there mm-hmm. so that's where the whole concept of Geektrust started mm-hmm. um, it's been a year since we are fully mm-hmm. up and live mm-hmm. uh, but so how do you yeah how do you enable uh, people to search for a job without without searching for a job yeah, so what Geektrust as a platform provides, and right now it's it's only for technologists. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, explore the job market in anonymity. And mm-hmm. by explore, what we mean is you can figure out which companies would be interested in hiring you mm-hmm. just based on how good your technical skills are. Mm-hmm. You could also figure out what, what you could potentially earn in the market today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to do this by uh, changing how recruitment works mm-hmm. a little bit today, mm-hmm. which is trying to get this concept in which is called your code is your resume. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to build your resume, what we're trying to say here is prove your technical skills mm-hmm. and just based on that companies will approach you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to even update your resume. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So now uh, our topic for today is uh, hiring for startups and uh, the questions related to that. Now. Uh, a lot of people say that uh, hiring for a startup is completely different from a normal corporate hire. So, in your experience, uh, could you tell us why it is? Uh sure. So, I think the, the number one thing is uh, startups expect a lot from the candidates, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just in terms of your skill set. It's also in terms of your commitment. Startup hiring, you're looking for people who are willing to A, multitask, B, 
treat the company as your own right and the the level of commitment that you expect is much much more than any regular enterprise or corporate job would expect so i think that's the number one thing expectation from a from your hires is probably superhero level and another important thing in um, also what we figured out is is for the for your employee or the your hire to believe in your idea mm-hmm. and it becomes more important because uh, at a startup you end up doing multiple things right. yes my core talent is probably writing code right. but i'll have to end up doing marketing events finance operations right. and if you fundamentally believe in the startup believe mm-hmm. in the idea mm-hmm. there's a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. so that is also something mm-hmm. slightly different from a regular hiring i would say mm-hmm. and since you guys are uh, into recruitment space kind of indirectly uh, let me pose this question now to you now it's all fine and well and good for companies to expect uh, expect a superstar from this uh, from the uh, from the hire or the candidate but uh, what are companies doing to reciprocate the same right so if i'm joining a startup you know and the company expects me to believe in the idea multitask and so on Uh, a lot of companies uh, there are few companies which do offer stock options and things like that but a lot of other companies just play on the fact that okay it's a good learning experience and leave it at that so what is your opinion on that do you think it's fair unfair so uh, primarily anybody in their life they want to be satisfied right and they want to feel that they're contributing mm-hmm. and that is true for your work environment as well if you look at daniel pink's drive the book he talks mm-hmm. about that as well right mm-hmm. fundamentally you want to be part of successful teams building and making an impact mm-hmm. and that is what a startup gives you mm-hmm. right okay okay great um so let's talk about uh, what are the Uh, so now let uh, uh, this this uh, topic is going to be mostly for the uh, benefit of, of our listeners mostly going to be uh, from a uh, from a company's perspective of hiring the right people right and we will also try to touch on uh, the things that a candidates candidates can do in order to uh, equip themselves to sure. uh, get hired better so let's talk about the things to do so let's split it into two parts what should the companies do in terms of hiring good people and uh, what should employ employ employees do i keep getting confused what should employees do uh, to get hired into good startups yeah so in terms of uh, things to do for a startup who's looking to hire uh, good tech talent one of the things that uh, we've seen working really well is to engage really well with the candidate with a prospective candidate mm-hmm. and uh, in in our experience uh, running geetrus for the last one year we've seen that there are a lot of good companies who immediately call a candidate engage mm-hmm. them get mm-hmm. them to the office have a face to face conversation mm-hmm. and also close the whole uh, interview process and give them an offer in 3 days mm-hmm. there are also companies who do it in, in do it in one single day mm-hmm. and what we've seen is mm-hmm. when the candidates experience has been good and they feel engaged there's mm-hmm. high chances of them accepting the offer immediately as well mm-hmm. and you won't believe how poorly a lot of companies do this some mm-hmm. of this basic hygiene right mm-hmm. you get a candidate's profile mm-hmm. and it's a good profile mm-hmm. the candidate is expecting you to call and sometimes startups take 2 weeks 3 weeks right right yeah so that's that's worse than a corporate right i mean corporates 
do exactly the same thing. I mean, uh, so do you still see this mistake a lot of startups do because corporates uh, are known not to respond back to the candidates. You know, if uh, you appear for an interview and uh, you're not selected, uh, either you will get a template that okay, we'll get back to you yeah. and that's it, or they don't even reach out to you so i think the reasons are different in in startups the main reason why most of them don't or not able to do it is because there is so much uh, for them to do and they don't have the bandwidth for this mm-hmm. but we we feel it's basic hygiene if you mm-hmm. if you value hiring if you right. value people you right. should engage and you'll see the impact like right. immediately right this there's, there's no i don't think it's a valid excuse right that there's so many things to do i mean you have got a person on the call or in in front of you and you have spent time with them the person has taken time out career for your whatever is prepared yeah. uh, not prepared <laughs> doesn't matter right. it's taken time out and uh, yeah i think uh, this excuse of uh, not having time is uh, not not good and now let's talk about from candidate's perspective what should a, a potential candidate do in order to you know uh, get hired into a good startup or right. build their technicals what, what should be the approach right i think number one thing is uh, a lot of candidates treat the interview process a little flippantly mm-hmm. basic thing is to read up about the company right be genuinely interested in knowing about the company mm-hmm. right it's not just hitting the company's website mm-hmm. figuring out the domain what are they trying to build reading mm-hmm. up a little bit about the company and the founders mm-hmm. and the second thing is uh, most interviews today are not about hey can you write this sql for me mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter with google mm-hmm. and stack overflow you have those options right what companies want to know is how did you do in your job so far mm-hmm. why did you do the things you did mm-hmm. and what initiative have you shown mm-hmm. so as a candidate it's very simple really just be clear about what you have done mm-hmm. go back and think about okay i built this architecture mm-hmm. what was my thinking process behind it mm-hmm. and be ready to explain that to your panel right right i think uh, i think companies are not interested in the solution per se it's the thought process behind the solution i think they are more interested in so well put that, that's a that's a great point so uh any other points in terms of what companies need to do one is the basic hygiene getting back to uh, the uh, candidate what else can they do so uh, one other thing is um, it's really important to be transparent mm. so somebody at a startup level would join your startup for couple of things one is they they believe in your idea mm-hmm. and the second thing is that they're trying out something so risky because they want to see the impact of it right. so when a candidate or a hiree has put in so much um uh, effort or trust into your startup mm. i think it's it's fair to reciprocate mm. with transparency and when mm. we say transparency that could mean anything from you know how what what does your bank balance look like now mm. or how st- stable is the company mm-hmm. and and how are you planning to scale this up mm. and it's always i think better to undersell or mm. just put your facts right instead mm. of overselling mm. because it's just going to cause more issues you oversell and then that person's not happy and then you need to go through the whole uh, problems of uh, mm. what you sold before yeah it's mm. i mean it's it's better the person does not join mm. than join and leave it in a week's time mm-hmm. because you have un- you have oversold and they come in and they see the reality right right and uh, and uh, i believe uh, this uh, works both ways right i mean even candidates should be transparent with uh, potential hires you know i mean if you are uh, joining because of stock options i think should say so right I correct mean, you should say so that okay i'm taking a risk here uh, you know but i believe that the company will do well and hence i want stock options you know i think it's better to say it up front right exactly and 
and it's a fact that it's a candidate's market right, right? if you're if you're good with something mm. so companies know that you know it's not just about hey you like me and therefore i'm joining so we candidates also should be upfront saying hey i'm getting so much at this company now mm. i like what you're doing so mm. i'd like you to at least match it right. if you can beat it up great but at right. least set that expectation up front then lead the company on right okay yeah. okay and uh, Okay. Anything else? An employee. So just, just, just to, to add to that, at yeah, the same so. time, there's also a trend in the market which is, I feel, may not even be ethical to take accept an offer letter from a company and right. then shop around with other companies. Right. Just saying that this company has offered me this right, and, and right. so on. Right. So uh, while you should uh, mm. definitely explore all the options before you make your choice, right. but you should not use that as a blackmailing or or to get a better offer from some other company. Right. Right. And and a lot of people also accept an offer and then and then don't join. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So explore, take all your time, but right. once you accept, stick to it. Right. So, right. We tell our candidates. Don't accept an offer till you're comfortable with it. Shop around before, right? But when you tell a company that you are going to join, yeah, keep your word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, of course. I mean, obviously, if a company offers you a letter and then later on uh, they say sorry, <laughs> we found somebody else. Right. It's not even the job is no longer there. We can't afford you. It's like we found somebody better than you. Yeah. I mean, the candidate will obviously be pissed, right? Correct. So I think, yeah, I think that's a valid point. You, you know, companies do. Look at ten different candidates. You are not the only one, right? Uh, so you are also free to look at ten different yeah. companies. But once you, uh, you do yeah. the handshake, whatever, yes. sign the contract, then uh, yes. you should uh, honor yes. the commitment. Yes. Okay. Great. And uh, anything else that employers should do uh, in order to? Yeah. So it's also a lot of the times uh, when when you are trying to hire. Uh, at least and this is what we followed at geek trust as well mm-hmm. with our first few hires mm-hmm. and it's true for startups in general i think not yeah. necessarily big companies but, but startups, startups is is be clear about why you're doing certain things mm-hmm. so that and that why is across everything across mm-hmm. operations or your core idea of why you started up or mm-hmm. what's your product about mm-hmm. because if somebody understands the why clearly mm-hmm. then it ties to them being mm-hmm. sold about your startup they mm-hmm. understand your idea Mm-hmm. It connects with you at a level higher than a transactional level. So, so don't most companies and startups do this already? I don't think startups even know why they do what they do. <laughs> okay, so that's a bigger problem, right? I think they should go back and find out why they are doing what yeah. they are doing. And, and the why that we are talking to mm-hmm. actually goes much higher. Mm-hmm. So it could be a very very uh, generic why, but mm-hmm. that's like the principle of why the startup even exists today. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a that's a good point. Now I just want to digress a little bit and let's talk about uh, your own uh, journey. Now you guys had this idea. Okay, why is it? Why you said why? So let's <laughs> play use a play on words. So you were saying why was there not uh, a service where I can shop around or or look around what what options are available? Uh, and so you guys, uh, how did you guys come up? Uh, With this concept specifically, with this particular concept, I mean, you obviously had a question, but how did you uh, decide that? Okay, the way to go about is uh, to have uh, some coding, uh, uh, coding, what, what do you coding challenges? Coding challenges, yes, yeah. coding challenges, and uh, and companies can kind of pick from those coding challenges. So candidates are free to come and do coding challenges, and. Uh, the uh, companies can pick the best of the coders right. so uh, how did you uh, arrive at this idea right uh, so uh, i think two emotions at play here mm. the first emotion is that of fear mm-hmm. job market is intimidating 
right mm-hmm. when you want to look out for a job from the process of putting your resume out mm-hmm. to getting you know being in a power equation at a panel where you know they hold all the power so there is fear there right. so number one thing we said is let's get the fear out of the way mm-hmm. right looking out for a job should not be so intimidating mm. that's where we came with the idea of let people explore mm. so there's no commitment you're not right. promising a company i'm joining you but allow right. them the chance to explore mm. and understand mm. second emotion in play is fun mm. right technologist nobody wants to create a resume right but our problems are latest coding challenges based on cricket mm. the previous was on, was on bangalore traffic mm-hmm. so technologists Mm. enjoy solving interesting problems mm. so we focus on building interesting problems mm. and we figured that if we combine the two we may have a product that works mm. right and we are too early to say that this works but that's the the reason why we came up with that right mm-hmm. so fear let's figure out how to reduce that and make it a fun process mm. and uh, yeah and uh, so uh, i i did see a, see one of the challenges the bangalore traffic challenge i haven't seen the cricket challenge so who build uh, who builds these and uh, how is it kind of approved or agreed upon that okay uh, these are like these can be used as benchmarks so obviously each company will have their own way of looking at the uh, code that the yeah. developer writes but yeah. uh, uh, how how what's the what's the process that you do to kind of build these challenges and accept them uh, agree um, and let companies agree that okay we will use the codes written on these challenges uh, for evaluation that's yeah. a very good question yeah so all our coding challenges are in house so mm-hmm. we come up with the concept right from the concept till the end execution we come up with the coding mm-hmm. challenges mm-hmm. we discuss quite a bit internally we try to solve it ourselves mm-hmm. and then when we think okay this is mm-hmm. this is right this tests all the things that we want to test mm-hmm. we we push it mm-hmm. now coming to the second part of the question as to you know how do we make sure that companies will also value this evaluation mm-hmm. or value this code right. so what we test at geek trust all according challenges just the fund fundamentals of mm-hmm. how good uh, are your fundamentals of software development mm-hmm. and there are a few things that uh, fall into the fundamentals like mm-hmm. is 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 your code readable mm-hmm. is your code structured in a in a way that somebody else can read mm-hmm. it and build on top of it mm-hmm. because mostly in in production or most uh, when you build a actual product what is most important is you your code should be extendable to build more features on it right. and it shouldn't just break down right and somebody else should also look at the code and quickly understand and then mm-hmm. pick up from there mm-hmm. so there are a few parameters that we look at which test the fundamentals right. and when we come up with a coding challenge we one thing to ensure is it covers all these parameters right if you like the show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan Both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup. There are multiple tips per day. Some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan. Right. So I think I think that's a great tip for uh Uh, for people looking to uh, for developers and uh, technologists yeah. looking to join so, uh, startups and just about any company or even build your own product right i think right. we have given some great tips there that uh, it should be easy to maintain it should be easy, it should be reusable basically i would say object oriented programming the exactly. principles of exactly. object oriented programming which many people don't do they just start coding like a, yeah. writing an essay yeah. <laughs> you know so i think yeah. i think it's it's a it's a it's a great tip but um, uh, i i think uh, still the the question that i asked was slightly different it was uh, that uh, 
is it that the challenge in itself doesn't matter it could, challenge x could be replaced by challenge y and companies are okay with it or uh, do companies look at say for example bangalore traffic challenge could be around uh, say shortest path algorithm or something like that you know so uh, is, is there something else apart from all these uh, coding standards and things like that is there something else that companies uh, and uh, geek trust has in in agreement that a coding challenge should uh, cover in concept these these things right not the output of it right not what the developer actually submits right yeah. but the concept of the challenge yeah sir so when we sign up there are two parts to this answer the first part is when we sign up companies we make it explicit that these are the 10 parameters we look for mm-hmm. right if this is in line with what you're looking for let's work together mm-hmm. right and that solves a lot of problems because what we consider good code mm-hmm. the companies also consider good mm-hmm. code mm-hmm. there are certain companies which tell us hey i don't care as much about this mm-hmm. i care about uh, you know algorithm or something specific mm-hmm. in detail i want mm-hmm. people who can do analytics data analytics mm-hmm. for instance mm-hmm. and we end up not working those companies for now mm-hmm. so we try and you know build a basic denominator that all these companies value the fundamentals of like you said object oriented programming mm-hmm. that's one part to it second part to is in these 10 parameters mm-hmm. some companies tell us hey we really are interested in people who can who has who has strong oops skills mm-hmm. right i want people i'm mm-hmm. building a product for the next 20 years i mm-hmm. want people who build prop who do proper encapsulation they have mm-hmm. good interfaces mm-hmm. so they call out certain parameters and say only send me mm-hmm. code which which mm-hmm. is exceptional in these two parameters mm-hmm. so that's how we engage with companies mm-hmm. but otherwise the problem itself is agnostic so that's why we keep coming up with new problems right. as long as they test the fundamentals the right. problem can keep changing right right so so in your like uh, funnel uh, the the customer or the uh, developer comes in he writes the code and he submits it and then you evaluate it and you kind of funnel it to the companies that you think meets the parameters Set, is it? Yeah. So we give basic feedback to the developers on their code, mm. and if if they clear our uh, evaluation, mm. then they they come on the platform as a member. So they mm. are a Geek Trust member, mm. and once they are a member, then companies start pitching to them based mm. on their code, based on their profile, anonymous profile, mm. and the developer can then choose to say, oh, this company sounds interesting, and I want to proceed with them, mm. and that's the only point where a developer's contact details are shared outside. Mm. So you don't you don't actually send it to any company. Uh, so the companies will look at the code and uh, say, okay, I want this candidate or this candidate, is it? So it's uh, that is the vision. So right now it's in progress. The mm-hmm. the company's uh, product or the app is in progress. So once mm-hmm. that is out, mm-hmm. they can do that completely. Okay. Right now it's a mix of us. Also, it's sometimes checking with the company mm-hmm. saying, hey, this code looks mm-hmm. like you might be interested mm-hmm. in this. Do you want to pitch to this mm-hmm. candidate? So so the vision is like. Uh, Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. As I understand it, uh, a, a developer would uh, submit a code, and then uh, your platform would evaluate on say X Y Z parameters and say a candidate is strong in this uh, this much percentage or whatever right. number. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is like slightly weaker. Kind of give a evaluation of the candidate, uh, and uh, companies, if they want, they can take a deep uh, deeper look at the actual exactly. code. Exactly. Yeah. So they can download the code or they mm. can review it, and then if they like it, they can connect with the candidate. Okay. So it's the the grand vision is it's a marketplace where mm. good technologists and good companies can interact mm. and based on validate validated technical skills mm. as well as the interest they have in the company. Okay, okay. Right. So I was saying the analogy that we like to use sometimes mm. is uh, 
like architects can showcase what work they have done mm-hmm. we believe technologists can also showcase the work right then a company can say hey i like the way this guy does windows or balconies therefore right. let me that's important for me let me go figure it out right similarly on deep trust companies will be able to say hey this guy's algorithm skills look great mm-hmm. but oops is not great but i want algorithm so let right. me talk to this guy so mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. the vision like snake right very nice okay uh, i think we have digressed too much on this. so <laughs> let's come back to the topic on and uh, let's talk about uh, things to avoid uh, and also uh, it would be interesting to hear some uh, uh, some uh, real life examples you know right. uh, about uh, things you have seen you know that would uh, make it like even bit more interesting uh, for for us you know so uh, let's talk about things to avoid uh, while hiring for startups so i think the the number one mistake that we have seen people make is uh, startups some startups tend to check if the candidate knows what i know mm. right it's they tend to check if you know i that as a as a startup i know xyz does mm. the candidate also know xyz uh, in the sense give us an example example would be uh, this is the way my the current product i'm working on is in ruby mm. and i recently faced this challenge in ruby and this is how i solved it mm-hmm. now i'm going to test the candidate if they will solve it in the same fashion mm. testing a candidate on a ruby pro- production problem production that problem that they face mm. whereas the candidate their skills lie elsewhere right so while i pick that specific example the abstraction of that is check for the candidates strengths mm-hmm. too many startups check for the weakness mm-hmm. right they they're trying to poke holes right. whereas you should always be looking out for what does this candidate bring to the table for us that right. will add value to us mm-hmm. L- like we were saying earlier it's not rocket science it's basic hygiene mm-hmm. but it's surprising the number of ca- number of companies that uh, Mm. don't do this well enough mm. i'll give you another example right mm. we, we have both worked at thoughtworks and mm. in thoughtworks agile and and xp is very important so mm. test driven development is important mm. for thoughtworks so for some companies you know they look for candidates who write code in a test driven development manner mm. whereas they may not have been exposed to this at all and therefore they don't do it right. but their strengths lie in elsewhere mm-hmm. their strengths might lie in scaling systems to handle a million transactions mm-hmm. but candidates uh, startups lose up on that because right. they're not an expert that. right that's a number one mistake right so so is isn't that a bit bit of a problem you know because if uh, if i'm uh, i'm building a startup and uh, i'm looking for a person uh, who can do xyz uh, but it's not a match i mean the person might be good but is doing something else right. isn't that a match so the, isn't that a mismatch the right? trick with startups is right you might be doing xyz today mm-hmm. tomorrow you'll be doing abc mm-hmm. you can't hire for xyz it's not doesn't work that way right. so you need to find people who have the potential to do other things as well mm-hmm. right we started out being a node js app today we are in golang Mm. right so it's very, it's very difficult you shouldn't be hiring for xyz if you know xyz you should be doing it right, right. and and the two <laughs> things are also not very different so for example if you're looking to hire a software developer right. you would not say that you hire a completely different role or a designer right. Right. so it's not that contrast but right. as long as the fundamentals are good they're a good software developer right. you should be looking at their strengths and not trying to pick their weaknesses right okay okay i think that that's a, that's a good lesson for startups so any other uh, things that startups do that should be avoided while hiring yeah so one thing that we've noticed again is uh, there are a lot of hardcore tech startups doing really interesting work mm. but they are nowhere to be heard of or mm. nowhere to be seen in the market mm-hmm. and there are small things that doesn't mean that you go put billboards or spend mm-hmm. a lot of money on mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. but there are small things that you could do to just make yourself more visible mm-hmm. 
one of the things being having a nice decent clean website mm-hmm. a lot of the startups don't even have a website mm-hmm. because when when you're looking to hire somebody the first thing somebody would do is right. go google for your startup right. or search for your startup right. and there should be some presence online right. so a website is one thing right. just being uh, present in technical events there are mm-hmm. a lot of events that happen in bangalore and across india mm-hmm. attending some of them or mm-hmm. having some of your good developers mm-hmm. speak at those events mm-hmm. or or even uh, um, writing blogs writing blogs yeah mm-hmm. you may be doing so uh, very interesting stuff at mm-hmm. at your startup mm-hmm. just write about it and people might know mm-hmm. know you better just reading those blogs mm-hmm. so let's talk about um, uh, your worst uh, entrepreneurial moment and the lessons you guys learned from it in your own geek trust uh, one of you can take it or if uh, okay so uh, this is from very personal uh, uh, to us mm. and uh, we want geek trust to be a like she was saying a profitable startup right mm. uh, fortunately unfortunately you know sometimes early in your journey you land meetings with people who can influence you significantly mm. right and at that moment you're not you don't you're not prepared for it mm. right being unprepared for meetings i think is the biggest mm. uh, mistake that we have done in the past so we mm. had a a chance to meet a really good investor right when we were not looking for money at all mm-hmm. and we were woefully underprepared for it mm-hmm. right and now it's difficult to go back to the same investor and say hey now we have proved our concept we want to build the next version out mm-hmm. so now we are prepared yeah yeah that, right? yeah so mm-hmm. as much as you know you would love to sit and build your product out mm-hmm. it's important to think about how you position because you never know who's going to knock on your door next right and ask you hey what's the interest right so right. being underprepared is a lesson that uh, we have We have, we have had right, right. So uh, I think the the lesson here. Thanks for sharing that. It's a very personal thing. I'm sure it's it's bringing back some hard, <laughs> yes. hard emotions for you guys. So thanks for sharing that. And I think it's it's always like good to uh, be completely prepared and uh, at at all times know exactly uh, your yeah. elevator pitch and whatever whatever yeah. questions an investor can ask because. Or, or rather, don't shut any doors too soon. You <laughs> right. never know when you need what. Correct. So that's right. what the lesson is. Okay. Okay. Cool. So now let's talk about some action items for startups to take in terms of uh, hiring. Uh, what are the things that, uh, as a result of listening to this uh, interview, right. you would like startups uh, to kind of do, or or it's your advice. I mean, sure. It's sure. not like they have to do this, but in your opinion, these are the things that they need to do in order to get like good candidates and jumpstart their. Right. Also, right. So, uh, I think I would divide this into advice for early stage startups and advice for you know a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. stable startups. Mm-hmm. For early stage startups, uh, my advice is, uh, and I'm not selling ourselves at all here. Don't use platforms. Mm-hmm. Don't rely completely on recruitment consultants. Mm-hmm. Early stage startups, you need to go out there. You need to go talk at conferences, mm-hmm. meet people, mm-hmm. uh, write about your own startup. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to do that work for you. You have to do it yourself. Right. 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 There's no magic. Uh, pill in this right? right if you write about your uh, if you just give it to recruitment consultant they will not be able to sell it the way you can Correct. so early stage startups depend less on platforms is my advice mm-hmm. uh, you're lucky if you get something but you have to go out there mm-hmm. there are a lot of events right for late for uh, startups which are in the in the second mode which is they are either revenue generating or they are funded or they're reasonably st- stable mm-hmm. platforms like eatrust work mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. right Uh, and full transparency, uh, you know, there are platforms like Hasjob mm-hmm. or AngelList, also which work out reasonably well for mm-hmm. candidates. Mm-hmm. With GeekTrust, what we are trying to do mm-hmm. for startups which are stable mm-hmm. are that uh, we are trying to reduce the or 
increase the conversion rate of candidates mm-hmm. right i used to work at thoughtworks and when i was hiring there for my teams I looked mm-hmm. at 2000 profiles to hire about 15 people that was the mm-hmm. typical conversion rate the recruitment teams in thoughtworks had mm-hmm. and that's about 5% mm-hmm. right we want to bring it up to like 20 to 30% mm-hmm. out of three profiles you get from a platform like geektrust you should mm-hmm. be able to hire one mm-hmm. so that's our goal so look for for uh, late stage startups look for platforms mm-hmm. because you don't have a lot of time that give you quality profiles mm-hmm. that's the fun so 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 thanks for that and i think uh, one of the questions so obviously there are multiple platforms so i think one of the key questions startups should ask is uh, one is this platform right for me and number two uh, what is the conversion rate that i will Correct. get in yeah. using using this platform yeah. right i think uh, yeah. that's that's a key question yeah right? a lot of platforms are built for enterprises and for scale mm-hmm. so their value proposition is really i'll give you 1000 profiles this week mm-hmm. if you're a startup founder right. and you're doing so many things the 1000 profiles a week doesn't help you right you need two good profiles Correct. out of which one will hopefully convert yeah great um so uh can you recommend any uh books or resources uh, in terms of uh, hiring or building a platform like yours or this general startup you know what 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 are your like recommendations so um i can talk about uh, two of my favorite books mm-hmm. uh, one has been uh, hard thing about hard things mm-hmm. by uh, ben horowitz mm-hmm. so that uh, is a fairly big book but it gives you a very good insight into uh, running a startup mm. hiring mm. Uh, and all the d- difficult decisions that you end up taking as right. a startup founder right um so in fact i i read that just just when i started and i thought that was really helpful mm-hmm. and my other favorite uh, book is marketing a love story mm-hmm. it's a very very short book a small book you can read it maybe on a flight from bangalore to bombay mm-hmm. but it gives you very good insights and um uh insights about how customers think of products mm. how they behave with products mm. so that really helps um, in user experience and the whole how should you market your product okay uh, so krishnan uh, your recommendations so uh, the one i like to read a, a decent bit but the one book which uh, really helped me understand the indian space specifically mm-hmm. is a book called the golden tap mm-hmm. it's by uh, kashyap uh, dyora released a little uh, about a year ago mm-hmm. it was very good to help understand how the indian eco space works how the indian startups work mm-hmm. why is a flipkart getting mm-hmm. so much funding why was it successful all that mm-hmm. so that is one book i would recommend mm-hmm. the, there's another book and we are talking about books which are non technical because those are the areas which right. we were not too aware of right. the other book which i found really inspirational was mm-hmm. uh, the book by the founder of nike mm-hmm. it's called the shoe dog mm-hmm. by philip knight really good mm-hmm. and lastly uh, startups are about communication mm-hmm. are about communicating your idea clearly mm-hmm. so the the book is the book which helped me with this is by chip and dan heath mm-hmm. the book's name is why some things stick and others don't mm-hmm. right it's just about you know right. the velcro in your mind right okay okay great we will link all those on the show notes and i will also uh, try to check out some of these books myself and in terms of uh, Uh, from a from a employees resource perspective do you have any technical uh, sites or anything that you can recommend uh, what should the uh, uh, employees uh, you know do you know in order to enhance their uh, coding skills or whatever 
I think the number one thing is to stay aware of what's happening in the industry, mm. right? Uh, and that, uh, for good or for bad, we use Twitter. So mm. if you follow the right technologies, if you follow the leaders in the industry from a technology perspective, mm. this could be just people like uh, the Stack Overflow guys, you know, mm. or even following good publications like Stack Overflow, mm. TechCrunch, and all that mm. gives you good insight into what's going on. Mm. And uh, to learn fundamentals, there are lots of courses nowadays available and right. when we get code submissions that are really poor mm. we always direct them to the headstrong series okay so okay. that's what we do oh sorry what's it called uh, head head first head first head first yeah okay. so like they cover the fundamentals of software development okay. so there's a head first oops book head first okay. java head first java okay okay yeah. it's like a dummies dummies type of book right yeah. okay uh, and uh, the uh, Uh, what about uh, your recommendation in terms of staying active on, let's say, Stack Overflow, GitHub, uh, uh, maybe contributing to some open source projects, uh, yeah. Linux, and things like that? Uh, do you think that's key? That's important, not important. Definitely, in the sense that it shows how proactive you are, mm-hmm. what you've done outside of work. How interested are you in keeping yourself up to date with, say, latest technologies? Because they, you could have done some playing around with some tech that is on your GitHub uh, repository. Right. Right. So, and the beauty about software development and technology in general is it's a community. Right. So it's right. important yeah. that you contribute back to it. Right. And you learn from exactly. Uh, you exactly. can learn from a person sitting halfway across the globe. Exactly. Right? And, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, I just have one final question, but before we go to that. Uh, Uh, obviously, people can reach out uh, to you guys via geektrust.in uh, and uh, try out the coding challenges. Uh, I looked at the problems; I was scared, so I did not. But I'm sure uh, the techies uh, in our audience will yeah. will be more adventurous. And Ram, we also even if you're not looking out, right? We give feedback to people, and a lot of mm. people, right? Mm. They take the feedback and they improve their code. Right. And it it gives us joy as well that we're able to contribute to somebody's progress in their career. Right. Right. Okay. Excellent. So that is in terms of uh, the. company as such but personally if people want to get in touch with uh, with you guys uh, i have to on linkedin twitter facebook what's email what's the best way to reach out to you some founders might want to uh, shock you bounce up some ideas you know sure sure so what so we are active on on twitter mm-hmm. so uh, as company we are at the rate geek trust right. and personally i'm at krishnan nair I'm at Sneha Jain eighty eight on Twitter. Okay, I'll link those. Yeah, and okay. mail you can reach any of us founders at geektrust dot in. Founders at geektrust dot in. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll link those up on the show notes. Uh, so my final question is uh, with uh, this is how I end all my interviews. So if there is uh, one gyan with regards to startup hiring, what would that be? Just one gyan. So uh, I'd like each of you to answer. So. You can't point <laughs> point to each other. <laughs> so, uh, from my point of view, if I had to just give one gyan, and in terms of startup hiring, that would be give every candidate a good experience. Mm. So, uh, even if you don't hire them, or even if you don't like them, give them a good experience. Take them out on a coffee or meet them in person. Right. They will remember you. They will remember your startup for that, and that will help you a long way in building your brand. Right. Excellent. Uh, yes, yeah. I don't think I can beat that, uh, but. but uh, yeah. I, I would say that uh, don't be too early to judge, mm-hmm. right? We have some of the best people working at some of the startups we're working with didn't have a great start to their interview process. Mm-hmm. But if you give them time, right, people right. do wonders. So right. don't judge early. Uh, right, right. People might just be nervous and exactly. they're not used uh, when you put them on the spot. You know, yeah. they might uh, they correct. might uh, hesitate and stumble. So yeah, give them adequate time. Adequate time. Uh, yes. So interview should be like a conversation, right? It yes. shouldn't be like okay. I'm going to hire you, so yeah. I hold up all the cards. And right? people, 
I think people trust their instincts too much. In five minutes, they feel they can make a decision. That is not true. Mm. The first five minutes, when you are in a situation where you are being interviewed, you are nervous. Right. So give them time, make them right. comfortable, right. and then judge them in the next two to three hours. Don't right. judge upfront. Right. Okay. Excellent advice, guys. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time. Great. Uh, it was a pleasure chatting with you guys. Same here, Ram. Same here. It was nice talking to you. Wish you continued luck and success. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Do check out foundersgyan.com/ep63 for the show notes, and foundersgyan.com for all our archives. That is 62 episodes. Do leave a comment and/or review so that we can improve the show. See you next week with yet another startup and an actionable item that you can implement in your own startup. Until then, it's adieu from me here. Enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>